Hey there, Pottawatomie County. You're listening to the Countywide and Sun News and Fun. Before we get to today's show, I've got a couple of quick announcements. First of all, this will probably be our last Friday episode. We're making this change for a couple of reasons, but primarily it's to give our listeners more notice about the events that we cover. If you've grown to think of us as a Friday podcast, don't worry, it's a podcast. Tune in whenever you feel like. But this way, we hope you'll have time to make plans to participate in some of the local activities that we're bringing you each week. In addition to moving our publishing day, we'll also be playing with the format for the next couple of weeks. We hope these changes will make the show more enjoyable, and we'd love your feedback. Whether you like the changes or not, please feel free to email your comments to alex at countywidenews.com. I'll put a link in the episode description. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Countywide and Sun News and Fun. I'm your host, Alex Sloan, and I'm a reporter at the Countywide and Sun. This week, we'll sit down with Donata Rutherford, owner and operator of Shawnee Water Sports, and founding member of the Pottawatomie County Kayak Club. She'll tell us how kayakers from beginners to experts can get out on the water and join the fun. Then, we'll head just out of town, where I spoke to several folks as they set up for this weekend's Market on the Meadows. But first, let's dive right into our weekly news recap. Lots of news out of Shawnee this week, mostly revolving around the City Commission meeting on Monday. As usual, public comments were the first order of business, and eight commenters took the podium focused on a single issue, Shawnee's face covering ordinance. Despite the fact that the ordinance is currently in place, five of the eight speakers approached the podium without any type of face covering. The vast majority of speakers spoke in opposition to the extension of the ordinance. Some of the speakers focused on the policy and personal liberties aspect of the ordinance, while others disputed the scientific legitimacy of recommendations by public health experts. If you want to hear the audio, the entirety of the meeting is available for streaming on the city's YouTube page, including the public comment section. Before you tune in, however, be sure to check out the CDC's COVID-19 webpage. We'll put relevant links in the episode description. The extension of the city's face covering ordinance until November 30th passed unanimously. The Shawnee City Commissioners also addressed a variety of less controversial issues during their Monday meeting. The commissioners passed a lengthy consent agenda with no opposition, although it took a series of votes. Most of the consent agenda was passed on the first vote, but two items were pulled, the planning commission minutes up for approval and the 11 mayoral appointments. The rest of the consent agenda passed unanimously. Commissioner Travis Flood pulled the mayoral appointments from the agenda because his wife, Abby Flood, was one of the appointees. Flood abstained from the vote on that item, which ultimately passed 6-0. Commissioner Daniel Matthews pulled the Planning Commission minutes because he was a sitting member of the Planning Commission at the time the minutes were produced. He then abstained from the vote on that item, which also passed 6-0. to 
Buried within the Planning Commission minutes, however, was a set of erroneous minutes from the June 19th meeting. The minutes from that meeting, as had been previously reported by the County White and Sun, inaccurately recorded the vote totals on two items. Planning Director Rebecca Blaine said her records indicated that the minutes had been updated. However, the minutes attached to the agenda packet for the City Commissioner's meeting had not been updated to reflect accurate vote counts. Blaine confirmed that the minutes attached to the agenda packet would be the version that was officially acknowledged by the vote and said she'd have to check the packet to verify that the updated version of the minutes had been attached. She said to correct erroneous meeting minutes, the document would have to be amended and then reapproved by both the Planning Commission and the City Commissioners. For more information on any of the stories we've touched on this week, be sure to check out my articles in this week's edition of the County Wide and Sun. Or, if you'd prefer, see our online news section at www.countywidenews.com. Now that we've got the news out of the way, let's get to the fun. This week, we spoke to Donata Rutherford, avid kayaker and owner of Shawnee Water Sports. Right off the bat, she offered a number of reasons why now is the perfect time to give kayaking a try. Uh, the camaraderie, the friendship, um, being outdoors. Um, it's a great way to social distance these days um, without being confined in a small space. Um, that everybody seems to be canceling. That's one thing that doesn't have to be canceled. So, um, just the everyone getting together. Donata is a founding member of the Pottawatomie County Kayak Club, and she knows all the best spots to put a kayak in the water around the area. And here we have, of course, Shawnee Twin Lakes One and Two. Uh, lake Two is kind of better known as the fishing slower lake. You can still go out there with your boats, your fast boats, or whatever, but no skiing or jet skiing. So it's great for kayakers because um, there's less commotion going on. Lake One is more of your kind of fast lake and all your skiers and jet skiers. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. Um, and it's still good for kayakers too, but it's less, it's just a little bit busier. Right. Um, seems to be a little bit windier on that side for whatever reason also. Um, so we're figuring that out. Um, Tecumseh Lake, mm -hmm. a lot of people love Tecumseh Lake because they have a lot of uh, lily pads. Tonight will be my first time to be actually on the lake, so I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. Um, we have Meeker Lake, been there. They've got a little hidden river kind of stream that goes to, I'm not sure where it goes, but um, it's a nice, nice lake. As long as there's not more than one boat out there, <laughs> kayakers are okay. Right. Um, but a lot of people go to uh, Sportsman's or Holdenville. Holdenville has a beautiful little lake. Um, it's great for kayakers. They actually used to do kayak rentals out there. She said the kayak club is a great place to go to get more information about kayaking and hopes it can help beginners get out in the water for the first time. It's literally only a Facebook group okay. is all that is. And it's really for anybody to post, hey, I'm going here. Anybody want to go or what's to do's, to don'ts, best practices. Um, a lot of us are in Facebook groups called Everything Kayaking, Kayak Oklahoma, the OKC Kayak um, store page. Any kind of group we can get involved in on Facebook is a plethora of information to give new, new, new people and or, you know, seasoned people ideas. We'll put a link to the page in the episode description. Donata's latest endeavor, Shawnee Water Sports, is also geared towards getting beginners in a kayak. 
If you want to give the sport a try before diving into the deep end and buying a kayak, her two-hour kayak rentals present just such an opportunity. Right now we are brand new. Um, we are between lakes one and two and, and the little um, park area that has a restroom near the end of the channel close to lake two. It's a little hidden spot, but we're working on being unhidden. Shawnee Water Sports is also conveniently located near a great spot for beginners to launch for the first time. Um, but it's a, a great place because it has facilities. It's a good place to drop into the lake that's safe, that's in the channel where it's a no-wake zone. So if we have beginners, that's a great place for them to begin. That's where I taught my daughter was right there in the channel, going up and down it so she can kind of get a little bit without dumping people into both lakes. Right now, Donata is offering both singles and doubles kayaks, but she's hoping to expand into other rentals. Right now we have um, 10 single kayaks and five tandem kayaks. Um, the other five were delivered this morning, so that was nice. In the future, I would like to have paddle boards and um, other things. So I have kind of a vision that I'm hoping will come true by next spring. Plus, for a limited time, all the kayak rentals are the same price. $30 for all the kayaks right now is what I'm offering, just to keep things simple for people to remember. She said the kayak rentals come with all the gear you'll need and run in two-hour periods. Now, this all sounds great, but if you're like me, there's still one big question that needs answering. Can you fish from a kayak? I really like to fish um, from a kayak. I've done it a few times. Um, my son does it all the time. He's an avid, avid fisherman. He'd rather be fishing than, than just about anything. And um, it, it, it's fun. My plan is also to have some kayak fishing tournaments. Well, I'm sold. We'll be sure to check back in with Donato when that fishing tournament rolls around. But in the meantime, if you want to hit the lake, be sure to look up Shawnee Water Sports. And if you're looking for a community to go with, be sure to look up the Pottawatomie County Kayak Club. We will, of course, put links in the episode description. Right after I met with Donata, I loaded up and drove out to the market on the meadows. There, I met with Don, who organizes the event twice per year. Okay, so this is going to be the beginning of the show. Currently, we have 96 vendors, and um, it's a wide variety. We have people with vintage or antiques, repurposed things, some people might call junk. Um, <laughs> and we got really finely handcrafted. People make things out of metal or glass or wood, or they even have wood slabs. And uh, we have furniture that people, a lot of people will repurpose or refinish furniture and sell it or make things out of it, actually. Um, we have a few artis artisan food vendors. The Market on the Meadows will be open Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. True to its namesake, the market is set up in the middle of a meadow. And from the road, it looks like a village of tents set up in a field of wildflowers. We can mow it on. They put up an electric fence that you'll see on the perimeter of the show, and that's keeping the cows out, <laughs> out onto the land. Uh, there's quite a bit of land here, at least 100 acres. And um, so we just use this part of it. Dawn gave me the grand tour, and while we walked, she told me a little bit about the market's origin. Well, um, my husband and I have been vendors at craft shows for years, many, many years. Um, I do little Christmas ornaments and things. And... Um, 
so we've always enjoyed the vibe of a, a craft show kind of thing and then um we live in Shawnee, and I actually thought about having a garage sale. Where we lived was, at the time, about 19 acres. And so I thought about having a garage sale. Then I thought, gosh, this is big enough. I could invite a lot of people to come have a garage sale at the same time. And then I thought, ooh, I could have some vendors to sell some crafts. And then I was like, we could just do an outdoor craft show. <laughs> so we tried to do it in the city limits of Shawnee, but it didn't work out with the planning and the zoning. And so... Um, we know the owner of this land he's a farmer and we went to church with him for years and so he said come out and do it at my place so we just literally rent this for a weekend as we walked around don introduced me to a few of the vendors and let me poke around their stalls as they set up we walked over to a stall with glassware covering most of the available surface space it was a colorful display of plates mugs bowls and other china pieces that I am frankly too unsophisticated to know the names of. Standing in the stall, I met a man named Jim, who quickly took me through a list of his wares. Uh, we have basically china. Uh, I carry Johnson Brothers, Mason Vista, um, Clarice Cliff, and then just miscellaneous pieces like um, canning cookers and miscellaneous mismatched dishes, a little bit of toys, salt and pepper shakers, uh, oil cans, a couple of lamps, and basically that's about it. Jim said this was his sixth or seventh time on the meadow and he likes the format offered by the show. I may have a complete set of something, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to sell just one piece out of it. So if anybody's looking for a certain pattern, come out, look me up. I'll give you a business card if I don't have it out here. And um, when I get home, give me like a week, week and a half, and I will go through my storage building and see if I can find what you're missing. As we walked away from Jim's booth, we passed a bright red tent that unfortunately wasn't up and running when I was there on Thursday. A kettle corn stand, that's probably, that's the hot <laughs> spot right there. That is, that's a really popular booth right there. We walked by the kettle corn stand and met Michelle Lucy as she finished setting up her display. She sells a variety of items out of her stand, from furniture to holiday decor. Could you, could you tell me a little bit about what you, what you got for sale this weekend? Mm, I have a little bit of everything. I have, <laughs> I have a menagerie of projects that I decided, oh, that's never going to be done, so somebody else can carry it off. <laughs> They're very cheap because my husband says I can't carry them back home. He wants to leave them in the field for Donna. <laughs> um, I was like, no. And uh, I do, I repurpose a lot of stuff, minnow buckets, mason jars, uh, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. This was an old drawer out of a school uh, cafeteria. Oh, that that's I really doors cool. on. And, uh, Michelle said her biggest seller at this time of year are her snowmen. About three years ago, I had nine people in one day send me a picture of a snowman sitting in somebody's garage and they're like, oh, Michelle, you should make these. I have no idea who made it. I have no idea where it was from. It was a picture they'd found on Pinterest or something. And uh, I was like, yeah, I think we can do that. So we have about 600 acres of largely wooded land. Right. <laughs> and I send my husband out. He chops down the logs. We mill them at home and uh, make lots and lots and lots of snowmen. <laughs> we'll put a picture of the snowman up on our Facebook page. If you see them and have to have one, know that Michelle's snowmen come with a customization option. 
The little snowmen, they all get their own scarf. People love, they get to customize these. They uh, choose their own scarf, and I put little twinkles in their eyes, and I can say, okay, do you want to make them look silly or <laughs> sad? And that depends on where I put the twinkle. I left Michelle to put the finishing touches on her stall and meandered through the market with Don, talking with vendors and admiring their work. Unfortunately, I had to leave them be to let everyone finish setting up for the weekend. But as I drove out, I stopped and snagged one last picture of the unfinished market. We'll post that picture, along with some of the other photos I took of the market's various wares, on our Facebook page. I spoke to several very interesting vendors that day that we unfortunately don't have time to introduce to you here, but they're definitely worth meeting. So, be sure to make it out to the Market on the Meadows this weekend and say hello. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure to tune in next week for more. In the meantime, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter so you won't miss our first Monday episode. And as always, visit our website at www.countywidenews.com to get all caught up on your local news.